Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ian. Ian, tough, tough weekend, tough week mm-hmm. for the Mahoney household. Mm-hmm. Uh, our son, our only son, uh, decided, along with a couple other nice kids from Quincy and somebody from Maryland that they know, to move to uh, another city, mm-hmm. Chicago. A little farther away <laughs> than you. No, I'm a little very... further away than Somerville. <laughs> exactly. That was that was tough. Yeah. Um, but he's there now, so Yeah. It was a little sleepless night. They drove, so they left them they left at nighttime with the U Haul behind the car and I you know, I I just was worried. So it was yeah. a little it took a, it took me I didn't have a great night's sleep. So yeah. Um, um, once once he got there though, once once he got to Ohio and it was light out, I started feeling better. But once he got to Chicago, I was feeling much better. Yeah. So folks at home, if you know Anybody in Chicago or your kids are in Chicago, maybe we could set up a network. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go see him, Kevin. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I look forward to, to uh, visiting Chicago. I've never yeah. been to Chicago. So. I know. I'm hoping they have a great year. I hope they really love it. I, yeah. you know, I hope they love to come home too, though. My hair never gets cold in Chicago. It gets freezing in Chicago <laughs> and hot. Hot, hot, and hot, hot and cold. Two extremes. <laughs> right. Yep. We'll so, miss them, but, but we'll be in touch with them. So, so not a ton going on in Quincy right now, but you did you did attend Councilor Phelan's uh, community meeting mm-hmm. on the Beachcomber. I did. I supported Councilor Phelan with this purchase. He, he made a made a resolve to purchase the Beachcomber. And I supported him, and I'm going to support this project. It's good for the neighborhood. And you know these neighbors that lived in this area, they were they were heard loud and clear that this was a bit that that the Beachcomber needed to not be developed. And right. I'm glad to see that that happened. Yeah, I know. In um, early 2020. Neighbors were very concerned with this. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. It's going to be a huge development. Yeah, seven thousand square feet, one point three acre lot, and um, I think a couple restaurants mm-hmm. and, a, and a fairly decent sized parking lot for mm-hmm. a land that just basically floods, right? Yeah, a paved parking lot. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just it's just dirt. It's always been dirt. It's always so just been dirt. They're of, going to pave it. That's going to make it. I know it's a lot worse. It ab- absorbs a lot of the water, which mm-hmm. is dirt. But mm-hmm. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> but, but it does. And, you know, a paved part, like parking lot in a flooded area, That's a, all of it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know the neighbors were really speaking out against it, writing letters. Very similar to Pine Island. They were, they all organized together. They they went out and they dropped flyers off at people's houses. They were really letting people know what why this was a bad thing for the neighborhood. And they were, they were actively working together. And they were letting the city, they were making sure that the city officials knew that this was not going to be a good thing. I know Pam Brennan, who's against the, recently against the uh, bridge. Mm-hmm. The Pine the Island Bridge. bridge. Yep. <laughs> no, the 17 um, foot bridge, 17 foot wide foot bridge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she, she had a quote way back then. It's always been flooded there, usually during big storms, but they're seeing an increase in flooding, even in rainstorms. Mm-hmm. With climate change, we don't know what where we're going, and things are changing. We have to be prepared for the future. And residents, according to Gordon DeCambra from Quincy Making Waves, residents were calling him and saying, why can they do that with their land? We can't do anything with ours. Yeah. And it's very frustrating for that neighborhood over there. It's 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 hard. If you get if you ever experienced having um, water in your basement or, or your house being destroyed by something that you can't prevent it, and water's water's very destructive. Um, it's upsetting. And I think this was a good purchase for the city. And, you know, the neighbors' voices were heard. And Councillor Phelan, um, early in his um, term, listened to them and, and brought this as a result to the city council. Yeah. And he said he didn't want uh, taxpayers to foot the bill for the potential purchase. Mm-hmm. 
but we wanted money to come from the city's community preservation fund, and, and that's what happened. Right? It did, yeah. And when he brought the resolve before the, the city council, I joined on to the resolve, and I was very much supportive of this. This is something that it's unfortunate that it took. Um, you know, this is one of those things where the beachcomber was for sale. We were having major flooding over there, and the city, you know, what it had gone through two, two different sales. So unfortunately, the price got driven up for the city to have to purchase it. But needless to say, it's purchased now and it's going to be open space. Yep. And the mayor was on Joe Catalano's show last week mm -hmm. and Joe asked him about uh, the public meeting. Mm -hmm. Sounded like he was going to go. He didn't go. <laughs> That's OK. But why don't, why don't we just listen to what he did say? though? OK. Uh, it's pretty much going to be a passive park is what we decided, Joe. Um, That's another example, uh, you know, the, the building proposal that was on that site was meeting real challenges with state engineers and uh you know again that you go back in that back section the beach comb and the strand area you know it's pretty low level and we've got major pump stations there just to pump swords and stuff out because it's so low lying and, uh, so we, we felt it best to take it for open space let's not add to the burden in a neighborhood like that um and then because it's a beautiful stretch along Quincy Shore Drive so we just want to embellish that and not really add any, any major attraction that would be a problem to maintain as well. I think. So it sounds like it's, it's going to be a passive site. It's definitely you yeah. said there's not going to be a lot of things there to like features or attractions, no. which is a big step back for the administration, I think. Yeah. But he does raise an eyebrow because he doesn't seem to acknowledge that the whole process started with the neighborhood. Yeah, but with the voices in the neighborhood. Right. Um, no, a lot of a lot of what's happening here in Quincy, a lot of developments just happening, and and you know things things are being allowed to happen in places that they shouldn't. Jewett Street would be a perfect example of something that shouldn't be happening. But you know, in this particular case, that and Jewett Street has a lot of neighbors that are that are speaking out as well. So you're seeing more people get actively involved in standing up to what's the wrong type of development. And in this particular case, Councilor Phelan brought the resolve forward. And um, the administration said, you know, they would purchase it. And it came to city council in the right process and the right order. And came, came before, the, came before the city council. Any acquisition of any land needs to come before the city council, no matter where the monies are being identified, whether it's CPA monies or bonding. And the city council voted on it unanimously that it would be purchased. Right. That at another site. So it's important to know that this is this is something that should have been purchased. It should have been purchased much earlier than it was. It has, but it was... Um, it was done so because the neighbors stood up, not because the city saw this as the right thing to do. It was kind of the hands were forced to do that. But I'm glad right. that. But I'm if glad you listen to that, it makes it sound like maybe that was their idea, yeah. the administration's idea, which is yeah. not the case. No. And then in another podcast, I heard a podcast, Quincy podcast, mm -hmm. with him and his host, Mr. Um, Carey, Mr. Car Mark Carey. It sounded like they were saying that he's visionary yeah. and he's he's buying these, he's identifying these properties. He's, He's buying them, you know, before. Yeah. So in this particular case, I think Mr. Gary's talking about the Monroe building, which did come before the city council and we were not allowed to vote on it. And that would have been a no. But the other two parcels, which was the marina and the Verk building, those are the, those are visionary. Those are visionary. Didn't come to the city council. We're purchasing because there's they've got plans. Nobody knows what the plans are for those, but those are visionary. We're... The beach coma neighbors are being flooded. It was it was a great purchase for the city of Quincy. It makes sense. It'll be a passive park. It will solve a lot of problems in that area for the homeowners that live over there. And you know, I think it's a good it's a good investment for the city of Quincy. It, it's and it's very much the issues that happen when they filled 
back in the day, filled property, filled land back in the day, and they just built in properties. That's where a lot of the flooding is happening. So when you have the opportunity to take something that's going to help restore some of the area, that's what you should be doing. And the beachcombers where we should be restoring. Yeah. And there was another um, similar purchase Mm -hmm. in Ward 3, Mm -hmm. Harriet Ave. And I know that they wanted to put up 65 unit apartment complex Mm -hmm. uh, in 10 townhouses mm-hmm. uh that's next to the president's golf course it's all marshland right it's all marshland yeah and yeah. another this is another situation where a lot of the area got filled in back in the day and it's all marshland and they're flooded that's a terrible area it floods all the time over there and, and that it, again started with the neighborhood mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. i have this article that says angry residents threw insults and accusations at the developers as ian kane the area's city council assured them the proposal was still in the design phase it had not yet been submitted to the city. Mm-hmm. That was a meeting uh, on Wednesday night. hundred neighborhood residents showed up to voice their concerns about traffic, flooding, wetland protection, and potential impact mm-hmm. of the neighborhood's small elementary school. Yeah, that was a while ago. I mean, that was that was back around the same time as the Beachcomber. I think both the Beachcomber and Harriet Ave came in as a resolve, two separate resolves. One is one from Councilor Kane and one from Councilor Phelan. But I had got phone calls as well about Harriet Ave. And about um, this is bad development for a neighborhood that floods, and it was only going to make it much, much worse. And they were really squeezing a lot onto that that potion sized right. stamp of land over there. And again, Councillor Kane did the same thing. He brought a resolve before us. I did. I joined on unanimously. It is a good purchase for the city of Quincy. It's going to solve problems in the neighborhood. Right. And again, we came back before the city council for an acquisition. They identified the money, five million dollars for both of those acquisitions, and then also to make the beachcomber that um, comes out of the community preservation mm-hmm. fund, not the general none of the all of it coming out of the community preservation fund and a good acquisition because it's it's solving some flooding issues right. major flooding issues um it's unfortunate that it took you know that, that it took major developments that were coming and neighbors to have to you know bond together to do this because both of those should have been something that we identified i'm glad both of those counselors did that though right so i guess our point is mm-hmm. that there are these Things that are enraging neighborhoods, mm-hmm. neighbors are taking it into their own hands, mm-hmm. putting pressure on their local councilors. Which is good. Great. It's the way it should happen, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. But if you want to call somebody a visionary mm-hmm. who's off buying all this other land. That we have no idea what marinas, what's the vision for that? It's the, a wait and see. The Verk building. Mm-hmm. The Monroe building where he's been told no, but he's like, damn that. I'm going right ahead and I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And you'll see once it's built. I hope it doesn't. I mean, the thing is that has to come back before the city council. Right. But, you know, I, you know, I, all of those councilors that were saying that they were going to stand in unison to stand against the purchase will realize that by, that the purchase was wrong and building it at this point would be wrong too. Nobody in the city of Quincy is in agreement with this. This is universal when I'm out there knocking towards Quincy College is something that comes up all of the time. They'd like Quincy College to stay here in Quincy, but Quincy College needs to be paid for by the state. Right. Okay. Um so that does it for that. Um, what else do you want to talk about? You know, I have, I've been out campaigning, Kevin. So, you know, I... Um, well, let's not get to that quite yet. Okay. We do have some listener mail. So we do have two letters this week. First one's from Ted. Mm-hmm. Dear Councillor Mahoney, doesn't address me for some reason. <laughs> I, am, I am a Quincy homeowner. I'm concerned about my taxes. They go up every single year. I don't understand it. There's been a lot of new, expensive housing that's gone up the last few years. I thought with all these new property owners living in the city that it would spread the tax burden. 
I thought I'd be paying less in taxes because there were more people paying into the system. But the opposite is happening. Even though there's more tax money coming in from the new property owners, my taxes are still going up. How can that be? What's the, major, what's the mayor doing about this? And it's signed an overtaxed Quincy resident. So I think I'll, there's there's many things people can say about this, but one of the things that we are doing and, we're, and the mayor is doing is he's spending a lot of money. You don't have to look far to see that. There's a lot of money being spent in the city of Quincy. We do have a budget and the budget does go up. I didn't vote yes for that budget. I, the last budget, um, 14, 14 employees were being paid for out of bonds. That's what's making, making us pay a lot of money in the city of Quincy. So we have to actually be more fiscally conservative about the things that we're doing and not just say it, but actually do it. Yep. And the second one is from Chris. Mm -hmm. Hello, Ann and Kevin. I would like to highlight an issue within the city which is being ignored and is not being addressed by the city administration. A lack of parking enforcement in the neighborhoods outside of the downtown area. Mm -hmm. Most common issues include vehicles parked with two wheels over the curb and on sidewalks, vehicles parked in posted no parking zones, vehicles parked over the posted parking timeframes, in vehicles parked within 20 feet of an intersection. All are violations of City of Quincy parking regulations. Mm -hmm. There is no visible attention to parking violations outside of the downtown area by multiple city departments, including the Quincy Police, TPAL, and Inspectional Services. A specific case in point, I have been attempting for over five months to have multiple vehicles which are consistently parked on the sidewalk the entire length of one street addressed. A, re a request for service was made through the constituent services to address the issue. The request was assigned to the Inspectional Service Department for action. Despite multiple requests, escalation requests, and multiple email exchanges with Jay Duca, head of Inspectional Services and the Code Enforcement Officer, no apparent action has been taken to resolve this issue, despite reassurances that the police and TPAL departments would be involved in resolving the issue. The emails had multiple members of the Mayor's office staff, including the Chief of Staff, Head of Constituent Services, and even the Mayor himself included on them. The street involved has a majority of properties which are owned by absentee landlords, who do not reside in the city of Quincy, so the persons illegally parking are not taxpayers of the city. I have been told by the police department that parking enforcement is the responsibility of TPAL. TPAL has told me that they are only responsible for parking enforcement from 9 to 5, with police department responsible after 5. Constituent Services sends all parking issues to the Inspectional Service Department. Parking enforcement should be an expense-neutral activity which should be self-funded by the ticket revenues from the parking enforcement. So resources shouldn't be the reason for the lack of enforcement action. The city needs consistent and aggressive parking enforcement in all sections of the city. Which city departments perform this enforcement is indifferent to me. It just needs to be done. Regards, Chris. Yeah, this is a common thread. Again, this is something that people talk about all the time for the city because you can put stickers on the cars and you could put signs up that says no parking and you are not supposed to park on sidewalks, um, especially not having four wheels on sidewalks. They're, they're really blocking everybody that's walking. And when people call, whether it's in North Quincy, West Quincy, wherever they're calling, 
they're not being respected when they get that phone call. If they call the police and they're asking, it's not an emergency, they'll come down and look at it. There's just a lot of frustration with parking going on in the city. Yeah. I will tell you, mm -hmm. uh, I did go to this street. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we should announce the street, but it's, it's in West Quincy. I have a feeling that people that hear this will know where it is. Mm -hmm. Not the people, not our audience, but the people, the administration. And man, oh man, people were parked all four wheels on on the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. You can't park. You can't walk down there. I mean, it wasn't just one or two cars. It was the majority of the cars were on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the thing is, is that it's very frustrating, and and it's something that I, I I know that a gentleman in North Quincy had called me about it, and he was he felt as though he was uh, not treated kindly when he called and. It wasn't taken care of and it should have because it was the reason why they put the sign up was because there was bad accidents that were happening at the end of the street and they weren't sending people out to ticket the ticket and they didn't know when you call tpal tpal tells you to call the police the police it's just it's it seems to me there's a lot of finger pointing we have to get to the bottom of that but there is a big issue that's going on and parking is a big problem in the city of Quincy. and certain areas they do have resident they, they enforce residential parking stickers but not throughout the whole city and it's you know it's it's that is one of the things they brought up at the Beachcomb as well, that the, when we were having the um, plans that were presented, the neighbors were concerned that people might be parking and should they have residential parking stickers or what should they do. So that's going to be something that's going to be discussed down there too. Right. And I know as the city continues to grow, maybe we need to be more, more sophisticated yeah. resident parking plan in, in the whole city. Well, there definitely there's there's several things we have to have sophisticated. We have to actually enforce. Enforcement. We have yeah. a lot of rules that would. I mean, the thing is, you have the, a lot of revenue. You could buy even more land. <laughs> there's a lot of revenue that can come from this because people need to follow the rules, and they're not going to follow the rules unless you enforce the rules, and you enforce the rules by giving tickets. It's it's it, it has to be done, and it's something that for some reason you know right now it's 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 not being taken care of and it's frustrating neighbors and neighborhoods it's causing real problems and people are parking everywhere and you know it's, it's only going to get worse more people moving into the city means more cars and more cars on streets right so okay and so do you do you want to do uh tales from the trail sure All right, and so um, where'd you go this weekend? So was, I did some traveling this weekend. I was a little bit of I was a little bit of all over the place. I was um, I was in Ward Five, I was in Ward Three, and I was also in Ward One. Wow. Yeah. So I was um, I was busy. I was very busy, and feedback has been you know great. I, I have had a lot of fun talking to people. Just today, I was when I was walking, somebody um, was walking on the street and stopped and talked to me. We had a lovely conversation. And, and her concern was there's a lot of apartments going in and um, she's worried about, you know, apartments are great, but eventually there's going to be an overload of apartments in Quincy. She was also very, very upset with the development that's going up in Hospital Hill. There was a big discussion and how the neighbors were really not listened to up in Hospital Hill. So those kind of conversations were happening today. And then I also bumped into a lovely family that were walking their two children to um, a playground yesterday. And what neighborhood was that? That was in Ward 5, and they were headed down to the Beachwood Knoll School playground. And he was I've from, been there. Yeah, I've been there too. Um, he is, he's, he's from um, Malden originally, and she was from Cohasset. And they kind of met in the middle, and they came here to Quincy. And they're a young family. He's a business owner here. 
and he was talking to me about how that they've been here for a couple of years and you know they were hoping you know that their bills would get stabilized after a while and his frustration was that the average family homeowner that gets the tax increase of a hundred dollars he's never in the average family homeowner he would like to know where the average family homeowner resides so because <laughs> um, he feels as though you know he loves quincy it's it's definitely a location um, centric to where they want to be however it's um he's they're fearful that with their young family they'll be priced out of quincy yeah. yeah, and that's a big concern. Um, so they were they were great, and I finished. I started talking with them at the beginning of my day, and as I was um, walking back to my car, I saw them again. So um, fast friends—that's what I'd like to say. I met some fast friends. So I was down on C Street, and I was uh, door knocking down on C Street, and I did. Um, I, I bumped into this couple that was outside doing some gardening, and when I had the conversation, we started talking about Quincy and some of the things that are going on. And he was really concerned because he said, "When did Quincy get into the real estate business?" Exactly. That's, that is that was directly the quote that he had, and he said, you know, "There's so many things going on that need to be taken care of, and they, he really feels like the the mission of the city, taking care of the city, has been forgotten. And now we're moguls. We're we're just buying properties, yep. left, right. Why aren't and, we worried about traffic? I mean, parking. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we worried about traffic? What? Now yeah. we're no. He he made a good point because he said that there's he he asked me what he was asked me what was happening with some of the properties that were purchased and you know buying things and sitting on them and you know the, it's not a good plan and he's and he's not feeling like a lot of the development that's been promised has has delivered what he was expecting. He still has to leave the city for many of the things that he needs needs to get or do. Yeah, and, I mean, I would like to devote a whole hour <laughs> on the city and, and why we don't have any amenities that mm -hmm. other communities have. Yeah. But. And, and that was a little bit of what he was getting at, Kevin, was that, that you know, not only are we acquiring things, um, the development that we do have that's happening isn't coming with any of the things that it was promised. There's a lot right. of empty storefronts. As was it, the, the quote was that in the downtown, it looks a lot nicer than it did, but there's still a lot of empty storefronts and there's not much for me to go down there for. And I'd rather just go someplace else because I can get dinner and get my shopping done at the same time. Yeah. So it would, I would say it was a, it was, it was a bit of a frustrate. He was frustrated, but really he just, he wants, he wants to understand why are we getting into the real estate business? And right. I didn't have an answer for him. So, but he, he was very generous with his time. I loved his stories and it was a great, it was just a great day talking to people yesterday. Right. I had a couple of people that, you know, beeped and waved and, you know, somebody that I saw today was from another side of the city and gave me a big, gave me a big shout out because he saw me yesterday too. So it was fun. All right. Well, that's uh, Tales from the Trail mm -hmm. this week. In, uh, yep. Yeah. So next weekend. Next Kelly. weekend. It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day. So next weekend's Labor Day. I choose not to be laboring. <laughs> and in celebration of Labor Day, we won't be taping <laughs> next weekend. So um, we are going to take a we're going to take a brief hiatus from from taping, but we will be back. Yep, we'll be back the following weekend unless mm -hmm. something completely crazy goes. That off can't and, keep us from doing this. Though. Right. So until then, that's 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 so, we'll take next weekend off, and I hope everybody has a fantastic Labor Day. Okay. Yeah, I hope you have a happy Labor Day, and uh, I guess falls right around the corner. And it is. So we're going back to school. Everybody's going back to school. Falls right around the corner, and sadly, we will all be in a. Well, I, I like the fall, so it's not sad to yeah. me. I mean, it's sad that the summer's over. Like the seasons go too fast, but. You know, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So that does it for this week on City Limits. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye.